Hello, and thank you for joining This Is Just A Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Uh, before we get started with this uh, these series of uh, episodes featuring uh, all three members of the Cobains, um, uh, I decided to do the interviews all separately uh, because I really wanted to showcase each member's uh, personality and uh, their story within the bands, uh, their other projects that they work on, and uh, life in general. So with that being said, I want to start this podcast reminding everybody to check out the Facebook group at This Is Just A Face uh, for any updates on future episodes and past episodes, uh, any live shows coming up, uh, music videos of the bands featured, and so much more. Also, check out the Instagram at JonathanKent.311 uh, for the same kind of updates, as well as a Twitter page uh, and the account at T-I-J-A-P Podcast. With that being said, Jay, take it away. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no future to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day wake up with the same old Cobain's week concludes with Maria Surfenberg, bassist and vocalist for the incredible Chicago pop-punk band. She is also the bassist and vocalist for Sex Dream, Surfenberg, and the Mitochondriacs, which features all three members, along with John Jughead Pearson of Even in Blackouts, the Mopes, and Screeching Weasel fame, as well as being the guitarist and vocalist in the Jagillas. We chat about her joining the Cobains in 2019, growing up in Russia and moving here after several vacations to America, and getting into her first fist fight as an adult while attending a show. We also chat about her bands in Russia, Pink Nipples, <laughs> and Surf and Bird, as well as her band since moving to America, her experiences working with Jughead, her love of Twee Pop, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of This Is Just A Phase. The first track is from Cobain's 2009 album, Japan Invasion, entitled Population One.
border. Hello? Hey. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Maria, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of course, thanks for inviting me. Oh, Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound absolutely great. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, like I said, thank you so much for being on a podcast. Um, I've been uh, friends with you on Facebook through multiple groups for uh, a few years. And um, I was really happy to be able to have you finally on the podcast as well. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks you're, for inviting me. You're welcome. And you know what? And um, I was talking to our mutual friend, Athena, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it was important for me to have uh, females represented on the podcast because oh. I feel like they're not, I feel like they're not uh, uh, showcased enough a lot of times. And mm-hmm. I, I like their, I like the viewpoint, you know, not as a, as a token, you know, a token view, but um, a, a different perspective. You know what I mean? I feel like the scene uh, is able to showcase everybody. And I wanted, you know, early on, I had a lot of guys on the show and I was like, I really want to incorporate women on the mm-hmm. podcast, women that I respect and play in bands or, have their own record labels or do their podcast. I wanted to be able to showcase women uh, on the show because I feel like they need to be heard too. Thank you. It's awesome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, like uh, I wanted to do uh, this, this uh, special three episode thing uh, with the Cobains because I've been a fan of the Cobains since they started. And, um, knowing that you're an intricate part of the band um i wanted to have you on the show i and i didn't want to do everybody's interview at the same time because sometimes mm-hmm. you can run into the thing where people talk over each other or step on each yeah. other's toes you know yeah that's true yeah but i wanted to do this way because all three of you have different things going on you have your Absolutely. other <laughs> you know you have your other bands marky has the recording and the aquaholics and eddie has his other things going on too so i felt eddie's like you know eddie. eddie's <laughs> eddie you know <laughs> but um yeah i just wanted to showcase each of you guys individually and it was important that i kind of did it that way and um get get every one of yours unique perspective on the band and the other bands that you guys do as well yeah i don't know much about cobains just so you know <laughs> well we have but well, we can talk about sex dream we can talk about the gagillas we can talk about other stuff as well that's why that's why i wanted to have you on too because you also are not only a one kick-ass band but multiple kick-ass bands so like, thank you have that you're welcome but um I wanted to start the podcast off um, like I did with Eddie and Marky mm-hmm. and um, uh, kind of delve into your early years. Um, you grew up in Russia, but um, you ended up moving to the United States. How young were you when you moved here? I moved here like three years ago. So Three years ago you moved here? Okay. It's mostly nothing. I'm still learning a lot every day. You're still learning How a lot every day. it feels like to live here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now what made you leave Russia and and want and want to come to America? Was there a a, a particular reason, or was it <laughs> that you wanted to do something different? Damn, I'm never ready for this question. <laughs> Every if time it, if it's too asked... if, if, if it's too personal of a question, we can avoid it. No, so I can edit it out. <laughs> it's not really that personal. I mean, it just happened because uh, I've been visiting before. I've been visiting like multiple times, maybe five at the most. Like every year I would go on my vacation, I would go to the US, I would go to New York or Chicago, or I went to Denver just to see bands, enjoy the time off. And like somehow it just grew on me. Like I was like, uh, I think I gotta try more than just a vacation, like try a different world would make sense. Yeah, so you wanted it different. Of, you wanted something different, right? I was like, okay, I already see, I've seen everything in Russia. And I felt like, well, I can, I want to control my life. I want to try different things and see how it goes. So I moved here. 
See, that's that that's awesome because I I feel like you don't you don't really get to know yourself until you put yourself into different situations, mm-hmm. whether it's going to a different country or or trying something different. Yeah, like, you gotta challenge yourself. Yeah, you gotta challenge you yourself. Like, get better, I think. <laughs> I yeah, think I'm I, learning something about myself too. Well that's good. That's important too. Like you learn that you can you can create your own destiny and be able to dis, you know make the decisions for yourself. And your decision was to move to the United States. And I'm sure that was a big a big step for you to make. Yeah, it is. And it's scary too. So I can only imagine I've never I've never done it. So mm-hmm. I I can only imagine what that's like. But it's worth it to do something that you think of and you're like I'm scared, but I'm not sure should I did or should I not. And then, because in the end, you'd be like sitting somewhere. What if I did this instead? Like, yeah, you don't want to end up having those regrets had you not taken mm-hmm. that step to to so, in your life. I try to avoid all the regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Sex dream, candle on my skin. Do How'd you, how'd you get into punk initially? Like, were, what were, uh, was there like a little, was there a scene going on that you were a part of in Russia? Like, what was, um, what were the kind of the bands that you were gravitating towards pretty early on? Um, so I never felt I was a part of the scene anywhere. Okay. I was like, why all those people and bands, they're together, they support together. Like, I mean, they support each other. And you like sitting on the side, being like, "Damn, why can't they like me too?" <laughs> so you almost so, felt like you—you you almost felt like you weren't a part of it. Was yeah. it because you were you were too shy to approach other people within I that know. scene? I I feel like we had just different points of view all the time. Maybe something like we didn't match, or but so let's. He asked me about how I started listening mm-hmm. to punk rock i remember a long time ago so imagine it's russia because here you you're a kid you still can go to a record store and buy all your records you can buy mm-hmm. go buy a riverdales when you're here like 10 years ago or no not 10 12 20 <laughs> oh i can't <laughs> believe it's 
that late already. I mean, it's 2021. Wow. Yeah, time flies so, yeah. by. <laughs> um, in here, you're like, you just go to the store and buy stuff. In Russia, there's nothing. You cannot buy that. You can only maybe somehow get it through friends or when internet started, you can download like a song, spend like 30 minutes <laughs> to try to download just one song. I remember so those days. <laughs> yep. And you get so excited. So I remember the first time I heard that song, Poison Heart by the remotes, but it was actually a cover because it was him, the band him from Finland. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of him. Because I love them so much. <laughs> and it was my favorite song of them. And later on, I was like, damn, it's a cover. So I found out the remotes. So that's how I got through punk rock to punk rock Dude, that's a great through song him. Ramones, so too, i was yeah. like oh thanks him i still like them I, was, I would still listen to them and stuff but yeah that's basically how because i was we're... into britney spears <laughs> mtv <laughs> well and... that's 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 awesome it's nice to see because everybody's everybody's entry into punk rock is different. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, it's, it's, you know, not everybody is, is old like me where at the time, like punk kind of found me, like it was, it was really easy to get into the music. It's not always that case for everybody getting into it, you know? Yeah. For me, it wasn't that easy. You had to dig, like dig hard. <laughs> and then once you discovered, you know, b because of him, you, mm -hmm. you got into the Ramones, and then what did the Ramones lead you into? Like, were you just trying to find as much as you can could? Uh, I've met more people who are into the Ramones, and they showed me the Queers and Screech and Weasel and MTX and Muffs and the Wollentons. So it became my favorite bands. I remember late night watching some videos of the Queers with my friend, and they were like, so impressed and like oh this is so good wish we were there too <laughs> now what um so you, you got into a lot of the pop punk early on mm -hmm. is that is that what you is that what you not only being exposed to is that what you were kind of gravitating towards like the the melody and the catchiness of the songs and you know you mentioned the muffs uh, mm -hmm. a female fronted band yeah so I don't know. It just was fun, and it made me feel good. I was listening to records and the records. So I was like, "Yes, that's what I want to do. <laughs> like, I want to have fun. I want to go to shows. Maybe that's how I ended up here." <laughs> because you were getting exposed to so many of those bands. I mean, it's it's funny you ended up in Chicago, and one of the early bands you were listening to was a Chicago band. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's the way, and like you said, you, you mentioned the Lillingtons, you know, aren't too far from Denver. You had gone to Denver. You had gone to New York City. So I thought they were, were from Wyoming, right? They are from <laughs> Wyoming, but uh, Denver's not too far from Wyoming. It's like maybe like two hours away yeah. from each other. I think because I went to their show in Wyoming, and the next day was the show in Denver. So I went there too. Yeah, so. I have. I have friends that live right out about uh about an hour away from Denver. It's a little town outside of Fort Collins mm -hmm. and um, where they live at, it's a town called Wellington and you see signs for like Newcastle, Wyoming, and it's like 35 minutes. So it's oh. like pretty darn mm -hmm. close to each other. You're like kind of mm -hmm. like that little corner. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's funny because cool. I remember when I saw Wellington's in Wyoming, uh, I got into a fight with two girls. It was first time ever happened to me in my, like, ev any other time, like, attending to a show. Oh, I really? I got into a fight, but it wasn't actually a fight because I wasn't doing much. <laughs> <laughs> I just had two aggressive girls trying to kick the shit out of me. And I just oh, away. that sucks. There, I think everything ended up like the cops showed up and took them. Because they're uh, like just nuts and trying to start a fight with anyone. Yeah, they weren't there for the music. They were there <laughs> to fight with people. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, why two? Shit, I don't know. You know, where I'm just from, funny experience. Where where I'm from, that's kind of common. <laughs> oh. You know, we I live in uh, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and every now and again, you'll 
see girls scuffle or you know what I mean. It's not too common, but like I've seen it more than I than I'd care to admit. <laughs> you know I just mean? feel like I'm not the kind of person who would get into that because I when you even see fights in like high school or something, I was never into a fight with anyone. Yeah, especially with a pop punk, especially when you go see pop punk bands, it's not as common. Um, I saw fights more like like hardcore shows, you know, where mm-hmm. it's already aggressive to begin with <laughs> and people are just trying to take out their their bad mood on each other. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cobains, when punk was fun. So you got into you got into the, the the bands that you were getting into. You were you were coming to the United States to to come and see bands. Um, what led you to pick up the bass? Oh, so when we were when me and my friend who we are watching the queer show with, we are like joking around like we should start a band and call it and call it Pink Nipples. So, <laughs> great name. He wasn't that stuff. He would ask all our friends, like all the girls, about what nipples do you have, like pink or brown. And <laughs> I was, I thought it was hilarious. Like, what the fuck? Why are you asking that? And we just were like laughing a lot about this, and just decided we're gonna call it pink nipples. And he wanted to play guitar, and I, I think I had a bass like in his apartment or something and i was just okay let me try it because i tried guitar first and i I tried to learn how to play guitar and when i picked up bass it was like for some reason it felt so good the strings and i was i was like hey i want to do bass (laughs) that's pretty much it it i didn't think that much it just happened yeah, in my early in my early mm-hmm. bands, I played bass too, so I know how you felt. Like I tried mm-hmm. the whole guitar thing, and it was something about picking up a bass and hitting the thicker strings. It was like I don't know, like I was drawn to that. I was drawn to that low end, that heavier sound of the bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and how old were you when you when you started Pink Nipples? <laughs> we didn't. We never actually had a bass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you brought it up. I'm just following along. (laughs) (laughs) We never actually 
ended up playing anything together, but it was we just called it that we have a band. We didn't even have a drummer by that time. So it was but, just so it was more of an idea than an actual. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so, he was he just decided okay I gotta find a job I gotta have a career, so he ended up like supporting bands but not playing okay. anything. Now, where did you were you doing anything else after that project, or or was, yeah, I, would that have come later? I tried come. I tried to come up with a band, so I played with my other friends, but we didn't have a name. And then I had to like move to a different city, okay. and then I started play in a post punk uh, post punk band, more like we had drums, like drum machine, and we played okay. like something like dark wave and it was called centipede <laughs> so oh was, that's cool oh uh, that was funny too funny little project no but don't did you guys ever record anything with centipede or was it just kind of we a... had just a couple demos and that okay. was pretty much it because i ended up moving back to my hometown okay. and after that i started surfing bird so it was my band for a long time yeah, that's like I, I I've listened to Surf and Bird and Oh I, thank you. You're welcome. I really I really like that band. And I wasn't too sure because I I discovered it pretty recent. So um I actually heard of you because of most recently Sex Dream and and mm-hmm. uh but then I did a deep dive and discovered Surf and Bird as well and I was like, Oh, that's awesome too. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Now what was like um for anybody who hasn't heard Surfing Bird, um what what was influencing that band early on? I I'm not sure because it was me and my drummer. We would write songs together and we would sing them together. Like she would, she has like half of songs and I have the another half. So we were like let's be a Riverdale's, but not musically. Like <laughs> kind of like Ben and Danny Vapid singing together. Mm-hmm. like switching the vocals but i'm not sure whatever you think what do you think we sound like <laughs> everyone tells me different things i mean i i i guess i guess pop punk's the easiest way to describe it because that's what you're influenced by and i feel like pop punk can really it doesn't have to encapsulate one thing it doesn't have to necessarily just be you know the ramon style pop punk it could also be mm-hmm descendants or it could be even like more power pop stuff you know mm-hmm. like pop pump covers a really wide yeah kind of a, a wide ray and i would say free female fronted pop punk you know mm-hmm. stuff like the muffs and letters to cleo and bands like that i mean largely that's how i would describe surfing bird oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean is that a common uh, common thing people say or do you, like you said do you get different different uh... things I'm not sure. Someone says Avril Levine. Someone says Moffs. Spazzies. Oh, yeah. Spazzies, sure. too. Spazzies is a good comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like the Spazzies. We never tried to sound like something. We would just write songs and be like, okay, what do we have here? Let's play this. <laughs> and you know what? And that's the thing. That's why I say pop punk because I listen to a lot of different types of music, just not pop punk. So, like, mm-hmm. But even in pop punk, I mean, you have the stuff that sounds like Screeching Weasel, The Queers, or Riverdells. And then you have stuff that sounds like Blink-182. And mm-hmm. then you have bands that sound more like gruffer vocals like the Black Russians or the Cobains at times with very, like, gruffer vocals. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it just, I think the music is just more of an upbeat style of music. Mm-hmm. Bird, OMG, your smile makes me think of a cat yawning. Let the sky stand.
but what ended up uh, happening to to Surf and Bird? Like, did that band end when you moved, or how did that come about? Oh, we actually played a show in July because I came home and went to visit and stayed oh, there for you? a month. Yeah, so we ended up playing a show in my hometown. It was oh. fun. Lots of our friends came to see us. It was great. Just great. I miss those songs. I miss my bandmates. Oh, I so, had no idea. I somehow missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope we'll do more next time I go to Russia or they can come here. We actually played a show here in Chicago once with Surfing Bird and we had Aaron playing guitar. Aaron who played in Cobain's too. Mm-hmm. So we stayed in his house and we had a, like a house party and house show with Surfing Bird. Oh, that's before really cool. Jughead's 50th birthday. Yeah, so it was like the day before. Oh, that's really cool. I Like I said, like <laughs> I'm I'm not in the know. Lot, the last two years, the last year and a half especially, have been a total blur. You know what I mean? I just recently started being able to go back to shows, and I'm yeah. like... I it was maybe five them. years ago or something. Oh, it really? Was, yeah, it was when we just came to visit. We came to like shows. It was February, and when we were doing the passport control, the police and the officers were like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here in February? We're on vacation. And they couldn't believe us. It's like two blonde girls saying, we're here in Chicago in February on vacation. Like, so they searched all our suitcase, all our like stuff. They went through my phone looking for something. Like, oh, no crap. Trying to, yeah, they're, they're trying to find something. And it was so funny because they made me, they asked me, what are you here for? And I said, uh, we're going to see a show. It's like Jughead's 15th birthday. And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's Jughead? <laughs> what, they don't know and who Jughead is? <laughs> and they're like, I had a, they made me write down on a piece of paper, like the bands that I'm going to see so they can Google it. So I would start with like, yeah, we're here to see the Mopes, the Mopes, even at Black House. They're like, what? <laughs> I don't know Chicago what are you Staples. About? <laughs> are you nuts with your band name? It's like, it's true, guys. Go look it up. And then they found them and they felt like it. They is. found <laughs> them. And I had some vinyl on me. It was like Russian black metal vinyl and had all the crazy like covers. Like, can you imagine like some naked girls like tortured with creatures? And they're like, what is that? Like, I was like, why do you care? I thought in America, no one would care about that stuff. It's like so common and normal. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, they don't, they don't understand. They are like going crazy. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, that was and, rough. And you still moved to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I, I was prepared. I was like, okay, I'm not bringing any of that stuff. Or like, if you can, if you can the get screen through. on my phone. <laughs> If you can get through that, you get through anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you did. Uh, so you did Surfing Bird, and how did you? How did you come to meet uh, Marky and and the guys in the Cobains? Was it just from playing um, with Surfing Bird, or in coming to the states? Me and my friend, we came to see Screeching Weasel and Ride Fast maybe like seven years ago here in Chicago, and we already kind of knew like about Cobain's through the internet, Facebook. So I think we talked to Mark and he told us they're going to have a show too. So we went to Cobain's show. That's how we met him. And that's how you met, and that's how you Mm -hmm. met those guys. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, um, you, you know, fast forward, you do surfing bird, you move to the States. How did I, I know a little bit of the story because Marky had shared it with me? Um, but what 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 led to you playing with the Cobains and starting Sex Dream? About the Cobains, I have no idea. I never had an, I never thought I'm gonna join the Cobains. You, you were just with Marky like, and you, you, you were uh, around it, right? Billy Quinn, their previous bass player, mm-hmm. and they're like, damn, he quit. Like, well. I was like, oh, I can play bass for you guys for now. Like, maybe we already live together. It's not going to be that hard to come up with, like, schedule to find 
the time. And you were looking, you were looking at just to be like, "Hey, you're at a temporary jam. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll fill in." I for guess you guys. I never thought about it. It just happened. We just started playing. Okay, and that and was in 2019. Probably, yeah. It's like after a year, I moved because I remember going to see Cobain's when their other bass player played with them, and then he quit. I was like, "Okay, I'll play." I'm it was so here. hard to learn their songs, though. <laughs> no, it's it the three chord punk, right? <laughs> yes, but it's like very interesting three chords. Yes, Changing it is. all the time makes no sense to me. I felt like four songs sounded like one to me when I was trying to learn, and it took me a while to figure it out. Okay, it's different. Yeah, this one is different. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Have- yeah, they definitely. They, yeah, it is funny, and it, it, it's because, it, and that's kind of what drew me to the band is that they were different in that Marky's Who? delivery was always kind of different on every oh. song, like, you know. Yeah, I just never learned someone else's songs. I, I feel like I was never into that to learn never, a lot. <laughs> yeah, you were right. You were more about writing songs on the bass yeah. rather than learning somebody else's music. Yeah, I would play some covers here and there, but not a lot. And I would just even change them too. So I know, I know what was like. Okay, I'm gonna learn the whole album how to play it, something yeah. like that. Yeah, you weren't you weren't trying to to mimic what they were doing. You were putting your own. You, yeah. were, you were playing it the way that you played the bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could never imitate someone else. I was like, I don't know how to do that. So. I'll just try my way. And I think that's cool when bands change members because, like, because, you know, when it sucks to lose members of bands, but it's mm-hmm. cool when you get a different member because every member brings something unique to the table. You know, not every bass player is going to play the same songs the same way. Yeah, that's and true. It gives, and it gives it its own little quality. Like, you could go, like... You know, the way that you play is different than the way Billy played or the way that Eric played. You know, know, so good. (laughs) You're great too. Don't 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 diminish yourself. Cobain's gas station girl.
so you started playing with the Cobains and then you also started doing sex stream around the same time with other members uh, with other people in in the Chicago scene as well yeah I mean I started sex stream earlier because I was dying to start a new band when I moved here oh okay I wasn't sure how the timeline went mm-hmm. because on like Bandcamp and 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 Spotify it all say, it says the same year, so I wasn't mm-hmm. really too. Oh, sure it took us a while was. to like record the first EP album, like mini album we call it. Yeah the 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 uh, the uh, candle on my brain. Yeah, candle on my says. Brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's candle on my skin, but it's so funny how meat and pop put it in there. <laughs> Their, their catalog catalog is candle on my brain i was dying when i saw it <laughs> yeah i had it right in front of me and i still had a brain fart like i was like i know the name <laughs> of the album i mean maria only sent me a couple songs from that album and the self-titled song was one of them so i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like uh it's been a long yeah. day maria. <laughs> yeah it's been a long year yes it has i, I i'm definitely Definitely excited. I was talking to Mark yesterday and I was like, I went to my first show uh, beginning of last month and it was like 16 months that since I've been to a show. What, what was it? Um, it's a, it was a local band. Um, mm-hmm. It's my buddy Mike's band. They're called Letters. Uh, they're a hardcore oh. band. But it was a, a garage show and there was like six bands on the bill. It was like, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it started. Fast. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I, it's, it's a, a little, there's a little town uh, about 20 minutes away from me. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess this guy before the pandemic, he would have like this, like a, like a big garage show every year. And with the pandemic, it stopped for a year and then yeah. he brought it back. So, and my buddy who's from up here, Mike, he uh, lives in Virginia now. So he was coming from Virginia up to Pennsylvania to play the mm-hmm. show. And it was like their first show in five years. So I was really, I had to make it out there and, and, oh, and yeah. be a part of it. That's and, good. You support the local scene too. Yeah, the local scene is important to me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I try to, I try to, even on the podcast not only do i try to get bigger bands on but i try to showcase bands uh from around my area because mm-hmm. where i'm from is not a, a huge hotbed for music i mean there's a couple bands that get exposure but it's not like it's it's uh, a larger city kind of a thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. maybe pittsburgh but even pittsburgh doesn't kind of get a lot of notoriety or anything like that so it's important okay. to me to to to, sh- to showcase that too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then I and then I went to a bigger show uh, last week, so it was nice to kind of actually go to like an outdoor venue for a bigger show. And I was mm-hmm. like, I went to go see Flog and Molly and the Violent Femmes, and oh, okay. uh, me first in the Gimme Gimme's played. Mm-hmm. And there's another band uh, that I really like to lie to get their CD. They're called Thick. They're an all uh, all female band from New York City. Never heard of them. Do yourself a favor; you'll you'll love them. Okay. They're I'll a little bit. Out. They're a little bit heavier. They're um, still poppy, but a little bit heavier. They kind of sound like if you ever heard of like um, I'm trying to think of, of of good comparisons. A little bit like Bikini Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, a like Riot Girls. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like Riot Girl, but a little bit more uh, kind of like like grungier too like um mm-hmm. like l7 oh, okay yeah if you ever heard of either of those mm-hmm. bands like that that was my that was my comparison to them because it did it had that that 90s kind of a, a throwback sound to it like real bass heavy real real uh like just like really really distorted and it was uh it was a really good time i liked them i ran right up and got their cd i was like i have to have this cd <laughs> that's nice I try to support the smaller bands because everybody else by, you know, the other bands that are playing the build are bigger bands. And of course they're, they've already sold their stuff. You know what I mean? Like just by name mm-hmm. alone. So I try to always try to support the the openers, you know, anytime, especially anytime I'll do like a festival or like a bigger show like that. I wanted to ask you um, some stuff too uh, with, with the album candle on my skin. Um, 
how did that come about and and what was influencing your songwriting especially stuff like don't trust this love good hooch lydia and the daleks and um, the self-titled song you know candle on my skin <laughs> lydia and the daleks it's about my friend lida and daleks from doctor who i figured that's so... what it was about <laughs> <laughs> It's basically uh, like a joke. It was like our joke about how like we're like dogs get into all the stuff we do. I don't know. It's like too much. It's like kind of a long story. <laughs> so I decided just so I wrote a song when I was sitting home. St- when I stuck home for a month, it was back in Russia. That's the only song I wrote since uh, when I was in Russia before oh. I moved the other songs that I wrote when I was oh no I think two two songs I wrote when I was still in Russia and the other the rest of it I wrote here in the US so yeah it just <laughs> I don't have influence like musically I mean I can't say I do because I didn't think about it when I was writing it like it's it should sound like this or that it just happened so people say it sounds kind of like low intense but it wasn't my intention to do that. <laughs> I guess in a way, but I think it's only because it's that sci-fi, that sci-fi connotation. Because Daleks oh. and, like you said, you know, Miss, you know, Doctor Who and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah it's Doctor like an easy kind of combo. Actually, a song that my guitarist Zach wrote. It's about booze and Jewel. I'm I'm not sure if you have Jewel there in your area. It's like a like a store, like a grocery store, and they have their own like brands okay, like booze yeah. brands <laughs> like vodka that's what he sings about like vitally so good to me <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much about just drinking like all the cheap shit <laughs> yeah no we don't we don't have that around here we got like walmart <laughs> and like stuff like that <laughs> we have a new song we're haven't recorded it yet but it's about kane's chicken I, I know, know Kane's have... chicken. I know we have Kane's <laughs> chicken, yeah. So now we have a song about Kane's. He wrote it, too. Well, I, 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 I like that you guys have a sense of humor. Because, like, I don't know. I'm drawn, for, I'm drawn to bands with, with a sense of humor. You know, it's okay to play the love songs and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind, of, that kind of thing. But I like, I like my, especially my pop punk, to have humor to it. You know, so like like it, whether it's like an inside joke or like a, a nerdy kind of reference, like like you said, Kane's chicken. Like no <laughs> no no, how many bands write a song about Kane's chicken, right? <laughs> I'm excited to record this one, honestly. Well, I, I'm excited to hear it when it when it finally does come out. That'd be pretty funny. Thank you. You're welcome. Sex Dream, Lydia versus Daleks.
Uh, last year, you guys uh, put out a single too. Are Are you happy? Your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Just like a one off recording song? Like you just you just wanted to put out for people? Um, we actually recorded two songs. I thought it's gonna be like a double single, but I didn't like how the second song ended up being. So we decided to release just one. Okay. Because um, I don't know. It was more like a twee pop for me. Twee okay. pop and punk rock. And I have more songs coming, so they're going to sound more like twee pop. Okay. And I'm now, really excited that about that. Is huh? that a big influence on you, too? Is that yeah, it is. Or? It is. I feel like more songs I write and how I hear them to be, they're more like on that side, not pop punk. But we'll see. I like to mix it. Are there any hmm. kind of bands that, that, um, that you're influenced by in that vein? Well, yeah, of course. It's old. It's the Sarah Records from the UK. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of like great bands from 80s. Like, uh, I love Heavenly. I like uh, Field Mice, Pastels, all the great, cute bands. Um, Tallulah Gosh, it was pretty heavenly. It just it has so pure sound like you can't people i mean bands don't do something like that now they switched it to like a new tweet pop but yeah. that era is like the best to me yeah my uh my buddy nick uh the nicks they, they have the label ramones core radio mm-hmm. records and they put out that tweet pom comp yeah i think i my songs I have like two songs on the comp. I was gonna say, I, I, I yeah, you guys, yeah, you, yeah, you're on, you're on that, uh, that comp, and it was like, it was the first time I heard, tweet the name Twee Pop, and like, oh, it felt like what it felt like forever, you know what I mean? Because I've heard of bands like Heavenly and Phil Mice, mm-hmm. um, but it was like I haven't heard that term in such a long time that when they put that comp out, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that stuff is really good. Yeah. <laughs> makes me so happy to mm-hmm. hear that kind of music yeah it's just different it's it's not it's 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 a different style of music and it, it, it's it's like I, like I told you earlier I'm, I'm a big fan of all different kinds of music mm-hmm. you know when I was younger I was really into like noisier kind of bands like Sonic Youth and mm-hmm. um I was also in kind of into the uh the slower like Lydia Lunch, <laughs> like Lydia Lunch, and I was also right. into stuff like like the the dreamier pop kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine, and yeah, it bands like that Slow Drive, and I was into those kinds of bands too, because it's I don't know, I feel like I feel like if you stay in one specific lane with the style of music that you're listening to, sometimes you can get bored by listening to just one type of music. Yeah, I agree. I cannot listen to just pop punk. Yeah, me, me either. I listen to, like I said, I'll, every now and again, I'll listen to like more grungier stuff or I'll listen to the more noisier stuff or, or hardcore. And, you know, that's with this podcast. Like I've, I've had bands from all different styles of punk. I didn't want it to just be uh, a nichier market where I just do pop punk or I just do hardcore. Like I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to be, I wanted there to be more variety to, to the style of stuff that I was covering. But um, yeah, before I let you go, Maria, um, I just wanted to talk to you because I talked to uh, Marky and Eddie, too, about it, too. And I just wanted your perspective on it. Um, you, you, Eddie and uh, Jughead uh, started doing the mitochondriacs. And then the last two songs, uh, Marky is playing on as well, just not rec- just not recording this stuff. Um, how, how do you en- do you enjoy like how? Uh, what the word do I want to use? Uh, what are your thoughts on playing with somebody like Jughead, you know, from a band <laughs> that you've listened to for such a long time? I don't know. That was It's fun. I mean, he brings the, the songs we learn in and we play it and it just feels easy and something like, I don't know. It should be a good show. I'm excited for that one. I've never just, met him, but I've, mm-hmm. I've, he just, he seems between listening to his podcast and hear other people's interactions with him, 
he just seems like a cool dude. Like, he just seems mm-hmm. like a really awesome dude. He seems like a very genuine person. And um, he's not afraid to uh, to tell you what he thinks about things. And, like, I, I really enjoy people's interactions with him and, and being able to hear him on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He's nice. He, like, I don't know. We just practiced last night. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. We're finally done with our set and ready to go. <laughs> so you're excited to go and play the yeah. and, and play the live set and mm-hmm. get out there and do it. I really like the songs that they definitely have more of a um, because I, I, I'm a fan of his other bands, you know, as as well, especially even in Blackouts and mm-hmm. the Mopes. Um, and I feel like. The, the way he described the mitochondriacs when he when he was first describing it, I was like, it was nice to see him play that faster, that kind of roller sound because even in blackouts were such a mm-hmm. such a departure from his other stuff, and it was cool to see him playing that, that and that, sing that, too, and sing too. Right? Yeah, I haven't heard him sing in a long time. So, so it's was, like pure Jughead songs. I feel like. It's like you can hear pure jughead in the songs. The mitochondriacs, but sometimes. Maria, did I just insinuate that I'd like to stick my own dick up my own ass? Да, похоже на то. Huh. I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah. And sometimes, oh, sometimes, sometimes when I go to the Coliseum, I think it's just a worthless pile of rocks. sure but it's not like you guys are the backing band either you know what i mean like you guys definitely probably have a say and you know especially when you guys record you can kind of put your own little little spin on it when you when you when you guys record the songs i guess (laughs) (laughs) is that not the way you look at it i'm not sure i just never thought about it which we're just doing it you just kind of go with you just kind of mm-hmm. go with it, right, Bria? You just like free spirit, like just go along with it, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of, because I like it's not my songs; I don't write them, so I just do what he wants to make it sound better. That's awesome. Sometimes that's sometimes that's the way you gotta be. You know what I mean? Just kind of go along with it. You know what I mean? And you yeah. have your avenues where you can do what you have your avenues where you write the song, so it's like. <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry about that how are you uh, feeling you're okay yeah it's just a tickle in my throat like oh. allergies that's all yeah we're we had a temperature drop where i live and uh yeah it's starting to get a little bit colder so yeah here too yeah hate which winter. is yeah i hate winter but i love fall mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like can we just have spring and fall all year round like that would be great <laughs> i would do summer too I like summer too. It just it gets a little too humid where I'm mm-hmm. at, you know, where we're at, you know what I mean? It's but other than that, like, you know, you get a couple months of nice mm-hmm. weather and that's good. But but I just want to say before I let you go, uh Maria, thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast. 
Oh, of course. Thank you for inviting yeah. me. I, I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan of all your bands, you know. And even though this is, you know, a quote unquote Cobain's series of episodes, I, <laughs> I wanted, I, I know, but I, but I wanted it the way to, to to showcase your other bands as well. It was important to me that that people hear just not the Cobains, but hear the other projects, the other bands that you have as well, because the stuff that you do is really good. Thank and you. I'm, I'm legit a fan of your music. And um, like I said, uh, I, I was just really happy that you agreed to come on and the, all three of you were able to come on. That, that was really cool of you guys. Thank you. appreciate it. You're Can welcome. I just say that <laughs> it's called Jijolos, not Gigolos. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. I, it's a lot of people say Gigolos, so don't worry. <laughs> Is Jagillas? No, it's Jagillas. It's it's like JJ Allen and Chinchilla. Oh, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I... Well, that's now why I... it's Jagillas. Jagillas. Now, now I feel like an idiot now. No, don't. <laughs> but for anybody who's listening to this episode, that's the proper way to say the band's name. <laughs> we have so many names. How people call us? They call us Hihilos. Gigilos, um, Jerjerlos, something like I forget. <laughs> now they're just making up stuff. Now <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to start saying Shishalas and stuff like that. Like that's not even close. That's a different letter. <laughs> but Maria, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really great being able to sit down and talk to you. Thank you. And, you know what? I, and I, like I said, like I'm, I'm, I was. I know I kind of hit you with a curveball with the first question I asked you, but I just, I love hearing people's origin stories and where they come from. And especially when people come from different countries, I've never been outside of North America. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'd like to be able to hear about people's experiences, especially when it comes to other countries, because that's things that I've never experienced. And I think a lot of people that listen to these podcasts probably haven't experienced either, you know, and I think it's just a, it was a, a, a way to just showcase who you are as a person, where you come from and what influenced you as a musician and a, what influenced you as a person. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but like I said, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and thank I would love too. to, I would love to be able to talk to you another time as well. Of course, anytime. Jajillas, never be mine. When you sing, I'm not gay. It's like a ride.